0: Today's film is Fifty First Dates with Adam Sandler. It also has Drew Barrymore in it. That's all I have to say. Really, that's all you need to know. Drew Barrymore is in this film, and she's fantastic. I'm not going to say anything else, because it's just a great movie. So if you haven't seen it, what are you doing? Turn this off, go watch it, and then listen to our thoughts. Because, spoiler alert, we kind of loved it. So it's Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore, and Rob Schneider. And 51st dates. Oh, well, well, welcome everybody to a gentleman's guide to rom coms. I'm Ryan Graves. I'm Kelly Song. And today we're exploring the spooky nature of losing your mind. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't, I, but that's okay. I feel like
1: of spooky diseases, conditions, conditions mm-hmm. to get, it's not that bad because, you know, you always have that knowledge, this existential dread, yet comfort, that at least tomorrow, you won't still feel like this. That's true. I bet a lot of people wish that after they've gone on a bad date, or they've gotten fired from a job, or something, they
0: can just be like, I just want a 51st dates myself tonight. <laughs> Do you ever give yourself comfort that it's... That this too shall pass feeling of like I just need to go to bed.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, Patrick Rothfuss has this thing that says that when when you just can't handle thing anymore, you hide behind the doors of sleep. Um, mm. But there's different doors. There's the doors of sleep. There's the doors of uh, like madness, and then there's the doors of death. And each one of them uh, follow not being able to handle something more and more. Interesting. Um, and for this one, it's just the door of. Pss, <laughs> Pancakes, waffles, waffles. That no, it's the window of waffles. The
0: windows of waffles. Well, this week's movie is Fifty First Dates. Sure, Stein, it is. Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Before we get into the movie, <gasps> uh, do you have a game for me? No, son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't have a game, but I wanted to let everyone know. We should let them know what's the deal this month. Oh, the deal is that Ryan and I are both traveling for the first
1: time oh, in what seems oh, like. Oh,
0: we're so tired.
1: Yes, I am tired. Okay, I'll try not to yawn as much. Ryan gets mad at me when
0: I yawn. Um, we're traveling. We, where are you going? I'm going, well, I'm not even going that far for, for that long. I'm just going to the coast. For like a week, though. Yeah, I'm gone for a week. You're gone
1: for three. Yeah, so you're going to Canon, mm-hmm. and I am going to Colorado, Kansas, and Washington. And so I'll be flying all over the place. Um, and so what that means is we're kind of front-loading our record sessions. Um, so if if you are trying to, like, figure out who's winning the poll we don't know. We don't know. We don't know yet. We'll let you know what the poll is. That way, if you want to join Patreon and vote for our poll, you can do that. But it's it's kind of just going to... We're just sitting here recording on 4th of July, too. So if you hear explosions in the background, that's it. There's nothing actually dire going on. We're just celebrating cannons.
0: By working. By that's working. how we're
1: we're celebrating the fourth yeah year this is how much we care about this podcast we aren't at a barbecue we're not seeing explosions over a lake <laughs> somewhere we're not holding close to our loved ones
0: no <laughs> i sent a picture of what my dinner was tonight which was grocery store chinese food <laughs> I, I sent it to my wife and i said this is a portrait of husband left home alone <laughs> wait where are they? Uh, they're out with the family looking at fireworks downtown in rural Newburgh. So oh, I was going to say they're downtown right now no, in Portland, no, but they're, they're seeing real fireworks because there isn't a firework ban in Newburgh. Yeah, that's right. Um, I am honestly so
1: glad that we have kind of a fireworks ban here cause it doesn't, it doesn't make, s- it, mean, it doesn't mean that people won't do fireworks here. They right. still will. They will. But I'm glad because like my baby is trying to sleep, right? You know, like and we got dogs, last, cats. Last night there was a freaking um, somebody like shot off at like I don't know, ten or so. Robin slept through it all. Baby slept through it all. I was the only one who
0: didn't sleep through it all. So I was just sitting there like ah ah stop it. <laughs> it's it's ten. It's not even Fourth of July. How close were you going to going outside in your in your underwear?
1: Well. Ryan, can actually do you want to play a game? Um am I a snob?
0: Mmm, <laughs> snobby? Yeah. You are. This
1: is snob or nob. Actually, it, it's gotta be snob or knob. Okay. It's 6:45 in the morning. Okay. I was up with Ellen at four. I was tired, mm-hmm. but I had gone back to bed. Mm-hmm. Um and then Robin very graciously got up with Elowen when she woke up again. Um, But she was letting me sleep because I was was up working really, really late the night before. There was one of those uh, overnights that I did. Oh, yes. And I was trying to go to bed and um, it was like daylight anyway, so it was hard. But it was 6.45 in the morning and all of a sudden I just hear like, basically what i equate to rap metal it was like but like they were just like it was so loud and the dulcet tones of kid rock and limp biscuit exactly i like open my window nobody was there i'm like i gotta go find this person otherwise i'm not sleeping at all and i had just gone to bed from this overnight shoot and so i like marched downstairs robin's like what's going on i'm like somebody's playing music and she's like who and i'm like i don't know and so I like walk out the door, walk out past my like triplexes parking lot into the next parking lot across another parking oh lot. Oh my gosh. And I find this guy who's like offloading pallets at 645 and he just has both his windows on his big truck rolled down and he is just blasting it. It is so loud. And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not super confrontational. I'm, I'm usually like, okay, this person's being annoying unless they continue being annoying i'll just let them be annoying for a second but this i would not stand and so like he was a giant dude ryan he was really big and i just walk up to him bleary-eyed and i was like i was like what is going to be my best (laughs) way to to get this guy to stop because i could be like yo i'm trying to sleep around here but he might not care about me Mm. so what i did is i used my child (laughs) (laughs) and i said buddy buddy, buddy. And he couldn't hear me because his car was so loud. And so I like waved him over and he's like, what? What do you want? I was like, it's 6.45 in the morning. I have a child. (laughs) I don't sleep. I need you to turn this off. And he was, he like, looked back at the truck, kind of like noticed that it was loud, turned back at me, looked me up and down, like assessing the direness of my straits (laughs) and was like, yeah, okay. (laughs) And went and turned it off. Yes. But was I... Should I have let the man play his no. his
0: music? No. People need to be taught. They need to be shown that we live in a society. So you did the right thing. We just went as... As far to like the we just like went shock full Costanza, yeah. full Costanza.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm very uh, proud of you. Thank you. I, I think I people
0: felt, should complain more.
1: I felt I felt very Ryan Graves in that moment.
0: Yes, you got to fight for your right to sleep.
1: To sleep. It's
0: very nice. Uh, well, you know who also enjoys the sweet slumber of sleep? <laughs> that would be Drew Barrymore. Uh, so we let's just I don't know. I'll just tell you a story. Tell me a story, Turk. Let
1: me tell you a story about love, D'Artagnan. I, I ask you about love, but probably quote me a sonnet.
0: I'm not much more than an interpreter
1: and not very good at telling stories.
0: That's the end. What do you mean that's the end? That's not. It's the beginning of something interesting. Listen, that's the end of that saga. The end. We meet Adam Sandler. <laughs> yes. Who apparently is like... This Lothario, which is like, OK, Adam Sandler, if you get to write whatever movie you want to write, I guess I'd write myself that way, too.
1: I, Adam Sandler always ends up dating the super hot person.
0: Yeah, let's see. I just want to see if he had any hand in the script. No, it was just written by this guy, George Wing, who, I don't, who has written one
1: other movie. And has had a bunch of stuff based on um, the other stuff he's written. Interesting. Look. Yeah, look, look, look. You have 51st Kisses, which is um, an adaptation of this movie. What? Um, you... What is 51st Kisses? I, I think it's uh, Japanese. There is a say?
0: Japanese adaptation adaptation of 51st Dates. And I
1: actually do think it's it might also be set in Hawaii. I'm not sure.
0: Meeting the woman of your dreams in Hawaii. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And, and he also wrote Outsourced, and there's a movie based on it. Um, but that's all he's done.
0: Wait, there is a movie called First Kiss, which is a Turkish remake of 50 First Dates. Yeah,
1: yeah. What? Yeah. Well, Ryan, see, what, how it usually goes is some other country makes a good thing, and, and then, then America steal it. steals it. Like No, 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 it, no.
0: We're the unoriginal ones. And no, this time we weren't good for him i hope he makes a lot of money off of that i based on
1: the amount of other movies he's had to write i would assume that he made a ton of money and so it seems. it seems like he's not like pressed for for a bunch
0: well awesome um so written by george wing that's how it went with uh, big daddy that wasn't really an adam saying joint yeah it just became one well
1: it's produced by happy madison and so like it's under the umbrella, at least.
0: Well, but it wasn't an original, like, Adam Sandler thought of this thing. You right. Know, like, the script got to him, and then he Adam sandler it. Yeah. And this yeah. feels kind of it, halfway in between there.
1: It, yeah, because it really does feel like you could put somebody else in the role of Adam Sandler, and it would be... The same movie, but have a completely different flavor to it.
0: Do you can you think of anybody who else could who like they did a good job of being like Adam Sandler? Like, I can't think who else could jump into this kind of
1: role. I actually I do think a lot of other people could have played it. I think you feel like that because Adam Sandler Adam Sandlers it up so much. Right. I'm, That's I'm wondering true. He if, makes it his own. I'm wondering if this script was so goofy goofy is more yeah it, goofy or like it's it's got a little bit of that like like adam sandler's like are like his he has an assistant and he's always like are you a dude or a chick <laughs> yeah and i'm like that's very adam sandler humor. it's very adam sandler and i i can't tell whether this script originally had that in it or If like, he was like, let's do a rewrite where we, I have this funny assistant who's like X or something like that. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So we meet Adam Sandler and he's this Lothario and all he does is he sleeps with um, women who are on vacation in Hawaii and then comes up with very Barney, Barney Stinson excuses to get out of it. Yeah.
1: And and it's always like, you know, I'm a, I'm a spy is the one that we like find him on, but we get all of these women being like, Oh, the sex was amazing. He's just. We, wonderful. We went on a hike and blah blah blah, and it's like, good job, Adam Sandler. Yes, yeah.
0: and we learn his psychology is, you know, he doesn't want to get his heart broken again, so he keeps them at bay. And exactly, you know. and it's like, okay, for a setup for a guy, this is pretty smooth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's he, got a
1: a, a a Rob Schneider friend.
0: Yeah, he has a he has a Rob Schneider in his who, life, who's
1: nowhere near being Hawaiian. He's he is part Filipino, but um, <laughs> he he was like. Uh, <laughs> he was really playing up like an accent here and I, I was I was kind of like torn about my feelings about it cuz I've like met people in Hawaii who are like white dudes who kind of have a an accent right but I'm like <sighs> I don't know. You could have gotten so many other people to play this role,
0: but it's an Adam Sandler <laughs> joint, so he's going to have right. Adam Sandler people in this movie. He's got Rob Schneider. He's got Alan Covert, Peter um, Dante,
1: and and then other like bit parts like Maya Rudolph. Um, yeah, that was surprising. I think yeah. that
0: was like the first like mid SNL career thing for her. Yeah, well, because Rob Schneider was doing SNL at this point, right? No, he had already left. He'd he already had he left. This is like I don't know his third or fourth Adam Sandler movie. Like oh, okay. they were and like Adam Sandler was producing all the movies starring him remember when movies starred Rob Schneider there was a time there was a time where he was the marquee star of summer of 2003 and he, he even did like little bit parts in
1: movies like uh, wait wasn't he the you can do it guy yes he's the you can do
0: it guy right, yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then he had his own stuff, like do spigolo, Male gigolo.
0: It's a weird thing. Like I feel like they didn't bat an eye at Rob Schneider yeah. doing a voice, uh, like an accent in uh-huh. this, and just saying like, yeah, he's a native Hawaiian. It's like sure. I don't know. Like my read of the movie is that he isn't an actual native Hawaiian, but something like has come over him. Something has broken in him because he was doing this uh, like Hawaiian music later, and he was singing, uh-huh. and he was basically doing Elvis. Cause Elvis has his whole Hawaii sure. thing, uh-huh. and so I was just wondering, like, okay, you're channeling the Elvis energy. You're not channeling like anybody else. You're channeling this white guy doing Hawaiian music. So mm, I
1: don't know. No, I don't know about that.
0: <laughs> maybe I'm giving. Maybe I'm being too generous.
1: But anyway, so this movie also stars him, and then Adam Sandler works at this this place that's actually on Oahu, which mm-hmm. is like kind of a mini Sea World where right. there's dolphins and seals and of walruses and stuff like that
0: and he's like a nice animal vet guy and yeah he's kind of nice he's he's
1: making um walruses throw up on people so you know (laughs) which is again is very
0: like the first act is very adam sandler it is like the first third of this movie is kind of a different movie compared to the next two thirds right but i'm just kind of like the adam sandler that i knew after 2005 i'm like this tracks this is like mm-hmm. very much where he was going
1: with mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but it's it's akin to like the Happy Madison or yeah. like Happy Gilmore, yeah. Billy Madison era. Yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. Uh, so then he stumbles upon Drew Barrymore and she's building this Waffle House at this Waffle House, this Hawaiian Waffle House.
1: Right. And this is after his boat breaks down, which he's eventually going to take up north to Antarctica. Yeah. No, that would be down south to Antarctica.
0: I guess it would be north to the Arctic. Would it be that bad if he was sailing to south to if he was saying south to Antarctica? It would be quicker. That would be too far, yeah. right? If he's already in Hawaii, yeah, that'd be doable. But I think he's going north. Oof, that's a long ways. That's, that's a long ways. But he needs
1: his boat to work, and it's not working. Yeah, right it really now. Yeah, really needs and that boat to work. So so it breaks a little bit, and he ends up at this restaurant where he meets Drew Barrymore, mm-hmm. and they kind of hit it off. Really great, yeah. Really great. Really chemistry.
0: good chemistry. Um, they they. Chuckle about how he smells like fish and she actually kind of likes it. And yeah. uh, her she really has this great relationship with her dad and her brother, and it's very sweet.
1: He's got like big, annoying bro energy, but it's downplayed enough where I'm like, okay, I'm here for you. Yeah,
0: he's pretty chill. Yeah. Um, so then they have this like they're leaving, and you know, they're like, oh, well, let's get breakfast tomorrow, mm-hmm. and they do the dance and they, and and they catch dance, each other dancing, and they see each other dancing. It's very funny. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> he runs away
1: and he runs away and then
0: he ends up there uh the next day after he (laughs) well he goes golfing and have some uh he has some more happy madison-esque comedy shenanigans which was it were they just doing a happy gilmore homage just having him hanging out with rob schneider and their kids and doing happy gilmore swings i think so
1: okay yeah it's (laughs) like this is set in the same universe what if what if All the Adam Sandler movies existed. What if Happy Gilmore retired, changed his name because he, you know, as we already see, he's Lothario. Right. He's turned into a Lothario and he's like, now I'm going to be Harry Roth and I'm (laughs) going to live in
0: Hawaii yeah, see and get a new career. <laughs> I think that makes sense. Also, I just think this is where the beginning of Adam Sandler goes on vacation and brings a movie crew with him. Yes, I think totally. this is where it started. yeah, because for sure. this scene is just them playing golf. And I'm like, I guess this is funny, but I'm just kind of like bored because it's like, Let's get back to the story you started a scene ago. Like, Like the reason for this scene is he hits the
1: ball like down to the uh, supposedly hits the ball down to the beach, has to go get it, then sees her down there and then she starts kissing him. Mm-hmm. And then it flashes all the way back and we realize that he's actually hit himself in the head with a golf ball.
0: And I guess that's thematically appropriate.
1: Yeah. Where it's like he's like ah, I do like this girl because I was thinking about her. Yeah. So I have to go back and Because usually,
0: usually he's just a hit it and quit it kind of guy. His I, word's not mine. But he hasn't hit this yet.
1: So <laughs> right. he has
0: no reason to quit it. But but he seems more interested in her than just like shacking up with someone. He like actually seems to like her.
1: Yeah. But also his vision of her is like them yeah. getting down. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's, it is what it is. Um, But he gets back there and here's where the twist comes. And this is like, Almost 15 20 minutes into the movie, yeah, and he shows up, goes over to talk to her, and each one of his lines is perfect because he's like, Hey, I got my fishy hands for you to smell, right? And she's like, What the
0: get away from me? and he's like,
1: What (laughs) he's like, No, I just was, you know, I was petting my walrus earlier, and she's like, runs away from him, and he's like, What, 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 and like, he's explained to by um. The woman uh, Amy Hill, who runs the um, the restaurant, and she's great actually. Mm-hmm. Um, that she
0: has no memory, mm-hmm. like of the day before, she yeah. is reliving the same day over and over. Again. She has no short term memory, so we kind of have a Groundhog Day in front of us. Yeah, a, a, a Groundhog Day where you cannot become a god. Yes. Yeah. It's unfortunate because I know how much Adam Sandler wants that in, yeah, in totally. his movies. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so he's like, oh. I can work with that. <laughs> like, I mean, I would too. Like, if you're crazy about a girl, you wouldn't let anything get in your way, right? Exactly. And so he decides to come back again, and he starts a bet with the other guy who works there. And yeah. he's like, "Oh no, I'll I'll get a date with her. I'll I'll, I'll recreate the magic, uh-huh. even though she forgot about me. She'll re- I'll, I'll get her on board again." Sure. Uh, and we watched several failed attempts that are all, again, Adam Sandler humor. So if you're into that. You're having a good time. Sure. Um, And, you know, it's all all real good until one day
1: when he screws up. Like, he... Oh, no. He doesn't screw up. He's actually having a good time of it. And he's, like, convincing her to hang out with him. Oh, wait. no, 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 no. Because there's one point in time where it's pretty
0: twisty he he pretends to be
1: um like he can't read and
0: that's how he finally because like all he had all these failed attempts at the restaurant every every morning and she was rejecting him each time Uh and the one time that he got her finally to say yes is that he convinced her that he was illiterate so well he didn't really she knew it
1: was a ruse but she was attracted
0: to it yeah and so they they get along for a a morning But but he follows her home after that because he- He follows her home because she, he like, in a moment was like, didn't feel like pursuing her because it felt weird. Because like, he didn't want to be creep.
1: Yeah. Well, no, he, he follows her to say, he, to apologize to yeah. her. And then he meets his, her dad, mm-hmm. who's like, hey, I've been told about you. Yeah. Like, you suck. <laughs> Stay away <laughs> Stay from my daughter.
0: back off. And so he tries to do more. Yes. Yeah, you know, so he tries, he tries to meet up with her without running into her family, which is ooh, risky.
1: But he always knows the way that she's going because she does the same thing on this
0: day, day after day. Yeah, so he sets himself up uh, on the road with Heels, a broken kills down his car. penguin friend. <laughs> his penguin friend is great.
1: There's He's good great, after.
0: there's great comedy throughout yeah. this.
1: Uh, she really beats up um, Rob, Schneider. Rob Schneider at one point in time with a baseball bat, which
0: was just a wonderful scene. To it's watch.
1: really great, and I think Drew Barrymore's. One of my favorite scenes of her ever is when she um, turned, like he he calls her a crazy bitch when he's running away and she yells after him and she does, it's like this yell that only she can do where she's like, yeah, keep running. (laughs) And then turns back all sweet. And it's just like, whoa, you have a lot of crazy energy and I'm here for it. It's incredible. Um, So then the bad day happens Mm -hmm. where a cop is writing her a ticket for her tags. And, lo and behold, it's been a year and she sees that it's been a year because she gets like a newspaper and uh uh-oh, it's a bad day and apparently this happens often and she runs home, Adam Sandler follows her home, she gets to, um, back to her dad and brother, her dad's, or her brother's played by Sean Mm Astin in a role that I feel like he created out of thin air yeah, and it's really beautiful. Cause he's like this bodybuilder who has like a lisp and isn't very strong mm-hmm. and it's just kind of showy, but in a funny way.
0: Yeah. And he's like, it's almost a caricature and it's almost a stereotype, but it's not. But I don't think, I don't nothing's think nothing's combining is. to make a stereotype. Exactly. And that's why it's such a good character. Cause I don't think, I don't think he's playing necessarily
1: a, like, like cause they're, you could see this, and if you thought he was gay and pretending to be gay and putting on this like lisp, yeah, like you could be like, oh, oh, that's super offensive. But but it's you start not that.
0: hanging out with the character, you're yeah. like, no, that's not him. No, 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 he's just like a, he's just like a dude. He's just Doug. He's just Doug. And that's what's so good about <laughs> what Sean Astin's doing here yeah. in this movie.
1: Yeah, right. And Doug's muscles aren't pharmaceutically enhanced. What are you talking about? He's an herb supplement. They'd be purchased at any health food store. Check this out out these glutes. Rock hard,
0: baby. Uh, uh, pretty sweet, huh? Stop it! You're gonna make me throw up on the cake.
1: He's just um, being dug. Who's the dad? Because the dad usually plays, like, he's the one that plays one of the coaches yeah. in... Um, it's Blake Clark. Yeah. He was, the, he was one Water of the coaches
0: Boy. in Waterboy. He was the dad of Sean in uh, Boy Meets World. That's where oh, I knew totally, him best. Oh, totally, yeah. Uh-huh. He does a great performance here. Yeah, and and he's yeah he's
1: really good. Um, And, like, just... It's it's really when he starts like it's funny cuz it's an Adam Sandler goofy kind of gross out comedy for the first like 20 minutes and yeah. then he meets her and it becomes kind of like a a sweet goofy comedy. Yeah. And then you get to this point where she runs to the end of the dock and like breaks down crying. Yeah. Where you're like, "Oh, Oh
0: shit! <laughs> wait, where? are... Wait, wait,
1: movie. Yeah. Wait, you you've completely pivoted. What's you're, going on now?
0: You getting the, You're getting me in the feels. Yeah,
1: it really goes after the heartstrings. What What are you doing? And I think f- it's it's an absolute miracle that this movie did this, but I think it's why it's so popular.
0: I th- I think I agree with you, and it's because this this concept on paper is kind of like hmm. Mm. It's a ge- no. I I disagree. I think it's a genius plot. No, it's hard to take seriously at how far they take it in terms of convincing us that we are going to take this romance seriously. Oh, the romance, sure, but like the like I- to go all in on what the story wants to do, which is selling a romance based around this conceit. That's a lot to like stomach, and you're like, okay, I. I think I can get into this. And I feel like Adam Sandler like massages your belly and like has this kind of silliness around it to make you go like you're a lot more open minded in an Adam Sandler movie. You're like, yeah, I can believe a guy can hit a golf ball like that and get into the PGA. And there's something about a movie like this where it's like, yeah, I can I can buy that they'd have a romance. I see what you're saying, but I really do don't feel that way coming from like my would it would you have believed it if it was Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan yes completely I would not have It okay. would have been too it would have been too um, soap opera for me it would have been like it would have been like General Hospital or like uh, I feel like it'd be a Joey Tribiana. I, I think plot. it completely
1: depends on who's making the movie yeah because I, I think if you have like hooch era Hanks yeah doing this I think you could pull it off yeah, I think I think he I think Tom Hanks is silly enough for this role. It would have to be but, in the style of like a Joe versus the volcano or a Turner and Hooch. Yeah, style. Well, I think you could do it in this style. Just pull back on the the grosser parts of it because just because Adam Sandler like brings that no matter yeah. what
0: could. But would you have believed it if it was a more serious movie like When Harry Met Sally or Sleepless in Seattle?
1: I don't. Th- no, I don't. I don't think you would. I think you can't go that far with it, but right. I think that's c- my, my point. I think you could bring more gravitas to the movie and still not ruin it. Though. Yeah. But to a point to a point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Adam Sandler is basically like, I'm kind of dating you right now. And his dad, his dad's only allowing this because basically every single time she runs into him, she comes home and sings a Beach Boys
0: song. Yeah, and which we like, can't
1: play any here because we'll get in trouble.
0: <laughs> no, it's kind of brilliant because like this, the there's this weird stakes thing where we know the dad's an antagonist at first, and so Adam Sandler's kind of like trying to hang out with her but not get in the way. Yeah, but then he like gets caught by the dad and. Like, cause he's on the road yeah, and yeah, dad that's shows right. up. He's, he's, he's tied up on the back of the car. <laughs> yeah, it's like, how's it going? And the dad's like, okay, look. And sh- we see her singing to the Beach Boys. Right. Without that, I bet he would have gotten beat up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the dad's like, I gotta hand it to you. There's something that is working with my daughter. You're making her happy. So I'm not going to necessarily deny this to you. Uh-huh. And so he's kind of sanctioning this romance. Right. He's, he's like,
1: uh, I'm not fully 100% on board but I'm not going to tell you no anymore.
0: Yeah and I, like I was really curious w- in the first half of this movie I'm like how are we going to progress mm. because she can't remember anything sure. so how are we going to make any like a dent <laughs> here yeah. in
1: what he's doing. And then they come up with like a really good plot device which is the videotape. Yeah. Um so Adam Sandler like they go through their first day where She's a little bit heartbroken and he's there for her and he, he seems very supportive. And then he just shows up out of the blue the next day, having made a videotape and edited it all in one day, which is a lot of work, especially for back then, but whatever, I'm here for it. And I think this is a bold move, maybe even too bold. Yeah. To not show the dad and the brother, what his plan was. Yeah. Because like his whole reasoning is, He's like, well, you know what? If it doesn't work, then it's we've lost one day. Yeah, which is also a good argument, but also. Too bold. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, what do you think of the video?
0: So the video is he shows uh, the current events of the past year and is like, you probably if, don't remember this. because It feels like Adam Sandler made this video. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you probably don't remember this because you had a massive head injury. And he shows the accident. It's like, don't worry. Uh, everything's fine, but we're kind of dating. And
1: my, my favorite part of this moment when she's watching this video is when it pans over and... Um, And Austin Powers is also sitting there, and he's like, "Oh, (laughs) yeah, I definitely had that Austin Powers moment." Yeah, but like, it's the
0: video is very sweet, but so dumb. It is because it's he's like they bring in Rob Schneider, and it's like, "Oof."
1: Yeah, I mean, there's that, but like also Adam Sandler is putting in a bunch of stuff, like um, the Boston Red Sox win the World Series. Just kidding, they didn't, and it was like. Why do you think she cares about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but it's Adam Sandler and he's a goofball.
0: So that's, that's the answer to everything.
1: So this kind of starts off a series of them dating where they keep filming more and more of their interactions together. And I presumably keep editing this videotape so that whenever she wakes up and they're going to spend a day together, like mm-hmm. she watches this thing first t- first thing that day and she gets to kind of through a manner of speaking with a certain point of view mm-hmm. she gets to
0: kind of progress in her life a little bit right we missed the part where she goes to the oh, health, yeah. health institute and we meet mm-hmm. dan Aykroyd is the big doctor. doctor yeah um and he shows us 10 second ted or what's his name harold Ramis Ten also State does Thumb.
1: this in in yeah. our genre
0: what's it, up with in, these guys doing in that? S- not something Groundhog give. day yeah
1: Wait, he's the doctor in Groundhog Day? Yeah, Harold Ramis. Isn't Harold Ramis also the doctor in... Orange County? Uh, no, no he's the, the Jack, Jack Nicholson, Nicholson movie.
0: Um, as good as it gets, as he is. As good as it gets.
1: What's up with these guys What's up always with these playing Ghostbusters? doctors? Wait, does Bill Murray ever show up as a doctor?
0: No, he's too cool
1: for that. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, but anyway, we, we meet 10 Second Tom.
0: Who has a 10 second... Uh, short-term memory yeah so and it's that's funny good, that's good stuff that's Alan Covert right yeah yeah um and so it's like we get the perspective it could be worse but we also get the stakes of Drew Barrymore's condition will never improve yeah
1: the movie looks at you the audience and it says don't hope for that yeah like she it's can't. not gonna happen
0: and so Adam Sandler comes up with this plan of like okay every day I'm just gonna reintroduce myself and just introduce Make her
1: fall in love with me again.
0: because she had been living the past year of living the same day over and over again and he's like why not do this instead where we make her live today and we'll catch her up to what's happened Mm -hmm. Uh, because you know you think of this while you're watching it's like they can't pull this off forever they they have to figure out something yeah and adam sandler's got probably the best plan yeah I, i think like if i was in her situation
1: and somebody did this for me i'm like that's probably the best i could hope for yeah
0: Uh, so we, this next bit is really, really sweet and romantic Mm -hmm. where they go out on all these dates and like, she's learning about him over and over again and he doesn't mind. And it truly is just seeing 51st dates play out. yeah And I don't know. They have a bunch of first kisses. There's nothing like a great first kiss. (laughs) Yeah. If you keep saying that. (laughs) And it's great. Like, it's really sweet. Mm -hmm. There's some beautiful cinematography.
1: There is. Um, there's... (laughs) There's a bunch of Rob Schneider in the background. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, and it gets to the point where it's like, it, it's, it's so fascinating where Adam Sanders like, we've been going out for a while. Why don't we take this up a notch? And she's like, we've been dating for six hours. And like, he's like, Ooh, uh, it's been more like. We've been making out for basically 20 days. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Um, his balls have become very blue. And wow.
1: And so they do. They have the sex. And then, and then they wake up next to each other. And then
0: there's the morning after, which is the worst morning after ever. And yeah. she righteously kicks his ass. Well, maybe not righteously, but it makes sense for where she's at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, she understandably
1: kicks his ass. Right, exactly. Um, but this is the day that precipitates their last day together. Mm-hmm. Because there's something about seeing this happen. And like she she eventually gets like back to where they usually are, except she hears him tell her dad that he's not going to go to either antarctica or the arctic yeah i think it's the arctic i hope so (laughs) (laughs) um he's not going to go anymore because like this is her his life now yeah he's got to stay with her and she is like no let's i i can't do that and so she's been keeping this journal the whole time of him and she like brings him it's actually very sweet she like requests that he come and delete
0: him from her journal yeah and just wipe the slate clean never have been in her life at all Mm -hmm. which is heartbreaking it is and he takes it with a lot of aplomb yeah and then but i like felt adam sandler Mm -hmm. like i was feeling this guy yeah i'm like man adam Sandler, you're making me feel you totally i me too so way to go (laughs) And so he's sad for a bit
1: and then Drew Barrymore goes to live at the the institute. Mm-hmm. Um, and does
0: the same thing where she gets taught what happens every day, but. Yeah, and speaking of teaching
1: what happens, this movie does such a good job of her going home earlier in the movie and replaying the day or I'm sorry, and replaying the day that um
0: Sean Aston ha- oh, and yeah. her dad Oh yeah, we see them reset every night Yeah. Every night it's her dad's birthday, and they watch the Sixth Sense. They have pineapple cake and all these things over and over again. And and, to watch the
1: it's like football game, right? And and it's (laughs) I think this movie is genius in the way it shows us that, and like it just goes through the motions of like Sean Astin throwing away the pineapple cake Mm -hmm. and then like rewrapping the presents. And they
0: paint over her art every single night. Those guys,
1: like I can see why Sean Aston's so ripped. Yeah, Um, but like when you think about it, it's kind of a heist movie for a short amount of time because they're they're pulling off this de-inception yeah basically (laughs) yeah and it's I don't know I just wanted to point that out because we skipped past it it's one of my
0: favorite parts of the movie yeah it's it's very beautiful because it shows that's the nice thing about rom-coms is that it just shows other characters just loving other characters it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be romantic it can just be nice it's just it's nice
1: yeah it is really
0: nice like
1: and she goes to live at the institute and presumably her um, brother and her dad will be able to like, you know, kind of go back to what their normal lives were before a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, so will Adam Sandler, he's going to go to a cold place and study yeah. walruses under underwater. Yeah. Yeah. And so the dad shows up and he gives him some food, which Sean Astin takes and then, um, gives him a CD. <laughs>
0: This was the funniest part of the whole movie for Definitely. me. It's like, you gave me a CD that will make me think of your daughter, you
1: asshole. And then it cuts to him singing the song and crying. <laughs> and Adam Sandler, crying is really good. The Beach Boys, how nice of that man to give me a CD that will remind me of all the wonderful times I shared with his daughter. <laughs> what an
0: asshole! What it be nice we were all and- No it's gonna make it never but we can sick It's so good and it's like we all have been those people who've been listening to music that makes us think about the girl that got away. For sure. But also, at the same point in time, he comes to this
1: conclusion, and this happens in movies all the time. This doesn't make sense where he's like given the CD by the dad and and you know it's you know a Beach boy CD right? Yeah, and he comes to the realization where he's like, "Oh, it's a message. I'm supposed to go like that. she wants the,
0: me, she remembered me, yeah, and it's like, no." If that were the case and the dad wanted you to know, he would have just told you. I think either I misheard it or maybe I will be generous towards it. Let's say I'm going to be generous. Okay. Maybe they got it so that he gave him the CD and said something to the effect of like, I heard her singing like that today or something like that. It wasn't in the movie. I don't know. But like when I was watching it, I just was like, maybe I missed a line, but I think that's what happened is that he got the CD because she was singing it or something. I made the connection that the beach boys CD because of this, all, all that no, stuff. Totally. Like that's it, there. I just, he was kind of unprompted in buying the CD. He needed to be a little bit more prompted in giving the CD.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was just that thing where like somebody puts two and two together and I'm like, you needed like one more element. Yeah. Another element in between for this to make sense. But I'm sense. having such
0: a good time. Agreed. Go ahead. It doesn't,
1: it's just because I've seen the movie so many times that I thought about it this yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so he runs back and he goes to the Institute and he's like, do you remember me? And she's like, no, <laughs> no idiot. I told you earlier. But then she brings him back into the, the back room where all of her paintings are. Cause she teaches painting classes and it's all paintings of
0: him. And he's not a beautiful man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no no, he is
0: but he's but no he's he's adam sandler is what he is and that's the thing is that we see this we see this
1: guy and he's very self-effacing in this movie Mm -hmm. here's the thing the the reason why i think a lot of this movie is very adam sandler is because of a couple of a couple of lines in this film where i think he had a heavy hand in a rewrite yeah uh where like everybody in this movie makes fun of his egg-shaped head yep and you're you're not going to cast for that
0: he does that a lot. Like um, in uh, Mr. Deeds, he has this weird foot thing. Like there's something wrong with his foot. That's his, the butler's foot, right? Uh, no, he's got a bad like frostbite foot. And I thought that was the butler. The butler's in defeat. I like feet. I do not know why. Oh, okay. It's been a <laughs> but, while since I've But Adam I've Sandler has something wrong with his foot. It's this big frostbite foot. Okay. And it's just this weird physical attribute that he's stuck with. Yeah.
1: Well he, <laughs> and he and here he's stuck with an egghead. And I do love that she's painted a literal like person egghead. wearing a suit with an egg Beautiful. as a it head. It's very good. And then they have their kiss and then in one of the great cuts, like one of the great epilogues it cuts to them being on the boat 3 years later and she wakes up. We don't up. know it's 3 years no, no, no. later. Yeah, we don't know. She just wakes up and she's on the boat and she like finds a tape and she puts it in and starts watching it and she comes out and we see Adam Sandler with a kid and so they have like a 3 year old. Yeah. And they've like what we get is they've made it work. Yes. They've made it work. They've made it work. And that my dear friends is just Movie, oh, it's just so beautiful. Movie magic. Movie magic.
0: So, I saw this for the first time probably like very recently after the movie came out, like 2005, 2006. Mm-hmm. So, I was in that weird in between stage of like, I eh, still kind of like dumb Adam Sandler movies, but I'm definitely growing out of them. But I still, this is a perfect mu- movie for I'm that. I'm still into that, but I also wasn't yet into rom coms either. Oh, okay. And I was just kind of like, I liked everything going for it. Like I was like, I like the Adam Sandler vibes and I like the story it's telling, but Mm -hmm. didn't really care for the romance stuff. And the whole conceit of it kind of like weirded me out. I'm like, I took it like really like, what if that happened to me? And like, (laughs) it's the ending has this pseudo surreal feeling. That's doesn't really get under your skin. But if you think about it for a second, it's like, Whoa, that's like, really trippy can you imagine Mm -hmm. just waking up one day and then like seeing a different life for yourself and yeah like
1: (laughs) like it it really does feel like a philosophy class question yeah like like what is real at this point in time if i was this person yesterday and am this person today yeah like i you think about her waking up at the hospital and then explaining that to her and you've got to like if you're that kind of person you're gonna wonder like am i in uh, Matrix situation? Am I like, am I being like messed with? Like, yeah. like you have to have so many questions in your head that she doesn't really have, which makes sense because, as a character, she just seems like a nice, lovable person who is a nice person. Yeah, yeah, and like, she doesn't seem complicated anyway.
0: Yeah, but this is one of those great movies that I think can be fairly compared to Sleepless in Seattle in a way that it's got a lot of conceit behind what it's doing Mm -hmm. but despite all the conceit it has so much pathos and heart Uh that the conceit did what it was supposed to always do which is just set up a good story
1: yeah and honestly it's very optimistic Mm -hmm. like if you want this story to work in the real world it would take a lot and this movie shows you yeah it would take a lot Mm -hmm. and then it gets you there
0: yeah and the, I don't think we could really convey like a lot of this movie is just banter between Sandler and Barrymore and their chemistry yeah. is so good. It is it's really just good. fun seeing them together. And I was just grinning at them. And those are the good rom-coms when you're grinning at the couple. Is this the only Sandler Barrymore that we get? There's three. Mm-hmm. There's The Wedding Singer. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. One of the other good ones. And then there's another one called Blended, which is kind of underseen. But, you know, we'll get to it eventually. Sure. I didn't realize there is... Are they smoothie makers? Uh, that's what I always thought. I'm like, what do they do? Work at a Jamba Juice? Uh, <laughs> and so there's there's like five or six Sandler rom-coms. Wedding Singer, 51st Dates, Blended, Spanglish. Kind of Punch Drunk Love. Uh, Punch Drunk Love, uh, Just Go With It. Um, mm, I feel like there's one more. But there's, there's a lot more. Like, watching Adam Sandler... And Billy Madison, no one in their right minds would say that is a rom-com star, but no, he made no. more rom coms than Tom Hanks did. Yep. Wait, did I'm he sticking I'm sticking to that fact? Oh, I mean,
1: <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs> hold on a second. That can't be right. I think
0: it might be let's, right. Hold on,
1: let's check right now, okay? Okay. For Tom Hanks, we have Sleepless in Seattle, mm-hmm. You've Got Mail, Splash, Joe versus the Volcano, The Money Pit, Larry Crown.
0: Mm, the Terminal? Is The Money Pit a rom-com? Uh, yeah, yeah it is. It's According a, to Robin? I mean, I don't, I don't
1: think Robin's seen it. Um, Big is almost a rom-com. No. It's almost a rom-com. No. It's really about him falling in love with this woman. If Big is a
0: rom-com, then Big Daddy's a
1: rom-com. The Green Mile? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you might be right. I just I just got on a ranker which is the best Tom Hanks rom-com characters. <laughs> and do you want to guess it who's the
0: who's the top? Uh best Tom Hanks characters? No, best Tom Hanks rom-com characters. Oh, um I hope it's Joe from <laughs> Joe Versus the Volcano. It's not. <laughs> Who it, is it? It's Joe Fox. F
1: OX yeah this has big in it too I think a lot of people yeah and the terminal I
0: think they're about equal okay but you never would have guessed that these guys would have been equal in the rom-com off I mean I think Tom Hanks wins but Adam Sandler gives him a run for his money he does which is strange yeah so there you go what would you what would you rate this one this movie Mm -hmm. out of five Mm -hmm. I think this is a solid four out of five for me same yeah yeah, uh, wonderful I really job. enjoy it mm-hmm. I still prefer Wedding Singer I mm-hmm. don't know why I think it's just a preference thing
1: Yeah there are things I don't like About this movie and it's mainly The Humor With his assistant I guess Those, she, the,
0: I much preferred her versus the Rob Schneider bits
1: Yeah no I don't think her bits are bad I just think like there's some like Weird tr- like I would Almost call them transphobic jokes Where it's, it's like, uh, but, but like at the same time, they feel, they feel like, so of an Adam Sandler that it's like, this isn't unexpected. And I don't think it's a
0: necessary, they actually make a trans joke. They make a legitimate trans joke with his other buddy that stars in these movies. I'm like, yeah, so I I guess it, like I was looking, I'm like, I don't know if you're technically offensive. You feel weird, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, because like, (laughs) One of one of the characters is like is like, oh, I, I went through well, they call it a gender reassignment surgery, which is what they called it before it Back was a sex change. So. Um and like but he is
0: such a caricature. Right. So it's just it is what it is. But the assistant, I thought she was actually like I thought she put in a really good comedic. Performance, I really do too. So that's I, why I completely I like her agree. Stuff, yeah. So.
1: And she, like, is a champ for having a walrus throw up on her. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. so I just think...
1: But that- again, she's like Sean Astin, where it's like they, they both of those characters really leaned hard into making a character. Right. Which I liked. Wonderful yeah, job. very good.
0: Um, I think the other Rob Schneider stuff was brought in because if you didn't have the Rob Schneider stuff, unfortunately, you kind of need it because then it would feel too soap opera-y. Because then you would just have this, like, drama of, like, head wound memory stuff, which can get a little over dramatic, And the movie keeps its, like, cool throughout because it has all this, like, goofy stuff throughout the film. Whoa. Okay.
1: I was trying to think of whether Rob Schneider and her actually interact ever. And it's really... Just when she
0: beats him with a bat.
1: (laughs) Yeah. and, And on the videotape. But besides that... Oh, and when he sees them having sex on the couch and is diving with the dolphins. But yeah, I guess, so I guess he is part of the movie, but I, I almost felt like you're right where he wasn't in the movie to begin with. And then they just like added him later.
0: Yeah. Like if you really analyze this film was like, all right, are all the parts here necessary? And it's like all, but the Rob Schneider parts, like only tonally is it necessary, but he has, he has no bearing on the plot. No, he's not, he's there to be the guy who's like,
1: yeah, go have sex with people because I, I think my wife's ugly. <laughs> it's like, wow. <laughs> so, well. yeah, but nonetheless, I do like his kids following him around all the time. Yeah. Like that's so a, that's a cool bit. It was nice and consistent. So there's that. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, that was, I almost said Billy Madison. <laughs> there's a happy Madison joint. That that was fifty first dates. 50 and dates. I think that'll throw us over to to rope talk.
0: Mm hmm. And we're back with trope talk. It's like squawk talk because there is a lot of squawking by some animals in this movie, which oh, is yeah. our trope this oh, week. Oh, yeah.
1: Animals. Animals and rom coms. Woof, woof. <laughs> meow, meow.
0: So the the animals thing is there to make us like the protagonist. Or cheating.
1: Sure. I mean, here's the thing, though. When somebody treats animals well, generally, unless you're. <laughs> unless you're a friend Rachel Perel Fosket and you're writing a murder script <laughs> <laughs> the um generally if they treat animals well they'll at least be kind of an okay human
0: mhm kind or, of or some smooths over some rough spots cuz we met Joe Fox and right. you know what he does but then we meet frankly hey he takes care Ever of his like, dog this and, guy can't be that bad. And his dog loves him so much that you're like, wow, he
1: must treat you real well. So you're not too bad. And and I think what it does also add is it adds like a little bit of a journal because you can always talk to your animals, right? Right. You, for some reason, you're not crazy if you ask your animals questions about the real world. Right. And then on top of that, it's, it's kind of a... We get to see you being vulnerable, loving somebody that we can't get jealous about. Right. Right. So, in, in this movie, we have the penguin, whose name is... Pengi? <laughs> I don't know. Pangolin.
0: Franklin the penguin?
1: Penguin. Penguin. <laughs> penguin. Um, and and he's really cute and he's just there to squawk and like to be fed uh, like at one point in time he's he's fed a sunday filled with sardines
0: yeah. it's great he's super cute and then the other character is the walrus the walruses are so cool they did such a like i'm so like all right you got me like walrus yeah. trainer like we see all the walrus tricks and like that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah but like n- not only that like cuz he brings he brings
1: Drew Barrymore and introduces her to him right and so he's a character At that point in time, because like she gets to shake his hand and it's like, oh, that's really cute. Yeah. But also Adam Sandler has conversations with him, uh, with the walrus, about nothing. Like he's just like, hey, you know, keep it sleazy and I I hope you're getting like some tail. And then the walrus kisses at a bunch of other female walruses and he's like, whoa. (laughs) And it just builds our main character up as having more of a life kind of
0: and being a cooler person. (laughs) Yeah. But mostly it's cheating (laughs) because it's these cute, adorable creatures that we can't help but love. And it gets the pleasure center in our brain just starting to open up.
1: Okay. If I'm in a sword fight, Mm -hmm. right. And somebody gives me a really sharp sword. Mm -hmm. Is
0: that cheating? No, no, it's just a real sharp sword. It's, it's, it's a cheap shot, but it works.
1: Yeah. I, what I think, it's what you're saying is it's easy
0: yeah yeah but they made it justified enough because that's his career that's his
1: career it's his job what if they showed what if only in name he was taking care of walruses and he just showed up and he's like took care of a walrus today (laughs) can i tell you what maybe you shouldn't (laughs) so
0: i I definitely buy it
1: there's some other like because i don't think animal movies count in this trope no because that's like whatever
0: i'm gonna quickly google best pets and movies best pets and animal yeah, characters Oh, yeah, all, no, all little, these dog movies a dog's way home no no the no. dog's
1: purpose what a stupid stupid
0: although there's some great movies here like baxter from baxter hooch, hooch from turner and hooch beethoven
1: from beethoven,
0: beethoven.
1: but granted these are all- like, these are all focused around animal movies. Yeah. Like, maybe I'm, I sh- <laughs> I'm looking for a Brinkley.
0: <laughs> I know. Brinkley is the one who came to my mind. And I feel like there's other animals that are, like, uh, like in the aughts. I can't think of any of them. But there was, like, always the disabled animal that was, like, a featured character. I feel like that happens in Along Came Polly and, like, other films. Well, you have Baby and Bringing Up Baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have that dog get, that gets snatched in uh, The Proposal by that hawk oh yeah that's right but that's that's more to show our 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 character struggling yeah but it's a good dramatic struggle of like take care of the dog like it's it's a nice little So does she become more of a villain when she doesn't kind of you're a little (laughs) worried about her when that happens you know who
1: does this a lot miyazaki yeah like there's there's always a cat or a pet where like like in uh, Princess Mononoke, I know this is nowhere near our genre right now, but uh, he has this uh, red elk that he takes care of. And he always like makes sure to take care of it. And when it's hurt, we feel bad for him and bad for the elk. It just helps us. I don't know what it is about animals, but it helps us empathize with the, their humans more because we're like, ah, you you have just this, this quality about you that is animal handling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah, no, well- if you get to bring up Miyazaki, I get to bring up Star Wars. Sure. In the animated series, Star Wars Rebels, uh, <laughs> don't laugh at me. You get to bring up your cool thing. I'm going to bring up my okay, cool thing. go ahead. Ezra Bridger, one of his force powers, is force, I they don't really give it a name, but I would it's call it- It's animal empathy. I would call it force taming because Ezra encounters a lot of myst- mythical creature. Not maybe not mythical creatures, I don't know, but they're big and dangerous. Aliens. <laughs> Chewbacca's like, I am a man. <laughs> But
1: he handles them.
0: He He only communicates them. Only Ezra Bridger can handle them through the force. He can handle these animals and calm Uh them. So this is actually very
1: similar in, if we want to take one step further into the Star Wars lore, Young Jedi Knights, you have... Han and Leia's real kids, Jason and Jaina <laughs> solo. Um, and Jason has animal empathy. Mm-hmm. And so Jaina's, you know, more about like operating with uh, machinery. And whenever there's like a, like a rancor or something they need to take down, Jason can like, calm its emotions yeah. and like
0: communicate to it. That's He's what like, Ezra does. does. Yeah, yeah, Um and they get really crazy with what he can do with his powers, but you know, it's the same psychology of when we see a character being able to connect to an animal, we see connection. We we buy that there's connection and I think that's enough for good storytelling. Mhm. Yep. Totally. Oh, that's that trope. Yep. Well, after the trope, got to go to the shilling.
1: Yeah. So we're not gonna do a punch a shilling this week. It's our Patreon. Go check it out. It's patreon.com slash romcomgents. We have basically a new poll up and we're gonna have essays this month, but we can't really lay them out right now <laughs> because we haven't written them yet. We haven't read them yet. But they're gonna be up there. We're gonna have um and we're not doing speed this month for our
0: bonus essay. What are we doing instead? So since is gonna be gone all month, speed will be next month. So instead this month, me and my wife, Sarah, are going to have a debate about how to do a movie trailer right. Okay. (laughs) Who's your moderator? Um, Ooh, I don't know. Maybe Theo should be our moderator. Maybe the patrons. (laughs) But we went out on a date last week, and we wasted the whole... Well, we didn't waste it, but we spent the entire time... Talking about why I thought a movie trailer made a movie look so bad and I did not want to go see the movie. Mm-hmm. And she was like, You're absolutely wrong. The trailer is awesome. The movie's gonna be good and we're gonna go see it and you're gonna be wrong. And which trailer is this? The trailer in question was for Bullet Train, starring Brad Pitt. <laughs> okay. And she's like, You should like what this movie's about. I'm like, No. And I tried to explain what the trailer was doing, and she's like, "You are judging it incorrectly."
1: Okay, so what you guys are are going to debate is the merits of a good trailer, the
0: art of the movie trailer, what mm-hmm. it's supposed to do when it overplays its hand. Mm. Um, because there's this new trailer with it's a rom com coming. I can't remember what it's called, but it's coming out this fall, starring George Clooney and Julia Roberts.
1: Okay, now the, I have.
0: I'm going to throw this in here because I'm not going to be in this
1: debate. Mm-hmm. I I want you guys to bring up when a trailer makes a movie look so good Mm -hmm. and then when you go to the movie you're like whoa the trailer was a hundred times better than a movie and what I need you guys to ask yourselves is is that a good trailer or Uh, is it an evil trailer
0: yeah I mean, that's kind of Eva Bellamy stuff right there. Uh, uh, but this George Clooney, Julie Roberts movie, the trailer gives away like half the plot. And it's like, don't show us those scenes yet. We, no, I don't want to know that. No. And so we kind of get into the merits, the pitfalls, uh, the merits, everything in between. The good trailers for bad movies, the bad trailers for good movies. Mm. There's a lot to it. and we The like evolution to ar- of the trailer voice. We like to argue about this. This is going to be an hour and a half long episode. I'm sure we'll just settle on Inception has the coolest trailer ever. Ever,
1: so it was pretty good. Um, I, I, you know, honestly, I prefer a teaser, yeah, as, as no, far as, as trailers little as are possible. concerned. Yeah, I, I want to know as little about the movie as possible, just set me the tone and like one cool moment. That's is, all I need.
0: Is there a trailer that is comes to mind recently that either irked you or you liked or you were intrigued that you thought something? Mm. I'll think about it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll
1: send... You know what I'm going to do for this? Um, Because you guys are going to do some research, right? A little bit. Okay. I'm going to send you a couple of my favorite and least favorite trailers. Okay.
0: Because the one that most recently irked me was the Persuasion trailer. And I am not alone. I learned that like it went viral last week that mm-hmm. there was a phosphorus reaction yeah, to... I read about this. ...how much people hated mm-hmm. what this trailer seems to be. And so I think there is a healthy debate of like... Is the trailer an actual representation of what the final product will be? Because the director is like, you guys didn't even watch the movie. You're just judging my movie through a trailer. And as a yeah, fellow director, that, I'm like, I feel you. But Yeah, I, I hear what he's saying, but she, that
1: she is saying, but the ugh, I hear what she is saying, but that trailer seems very indicative of a specific style. Right.
0: So there's much to discuss. You guys got to tune into this episode. We've got going. Unless they going filmed on. all
1: of those scenes where she turns and talks
0: to the audience for the trailer. <laughs> and Sarah can't talk because she she almost threw up watching that Persuasion trailer. Okay. So She didn't actually. Well, that means I sometimes wanna... you agree and sometimes you don't. Exactly. Um, what are the movies on our poll, though, for July? This month for July, it's uh, Bratwurst Pack. The Brat Pack. The Brat Pack. The Brat Brat Pack. Brat Pack. So we've got... Some Kind of Wonderful. Pretty in Pink. 16 Candles. And About Last Night. We've got a good, fair representation. We've got your Ringwalds. We've got your Lows. We've we got, got your Hughes's. Your Stoltz's. so I <laughs> got... mm, love a good Stoltz. Mm. Right after dinner. Yeah. So uh, if you what? are into Pretty People with Problems, this is your month. Pretty People with Problems. That is exactly what those movies are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's essays and bonus episodes galore. So enjoy. Mm, yes, I will, thank you. And after you're done with your Bratwurst pack. Yeah. Mmm. Will I have a stomachache? You won't, because I luckily have some golden swords to give out. She A blessing from the Lord. God be praised.
1: <laughs> The
0: Golden Sword. So how is that supposed to help? I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. like, uh, you know how, like, there's a magnesium... Right, rock. and in gold, well, gold's an element, actually. Yeah, but they could be, like, some zinc alloy. Or, oh, yeah, you totally, know, totally. They're, they're not pure gold. We no. I think we decided that last week. Yeah, so you could just... You know, gnaw mm, on your Oscar a little, oh, or not your oscar tell it feels sword. good. Maybe you shouldn't gnaw on your golden sword. Maybe that shouldn't go in your stomach. Is
1: that like falling on your sword except just
0: slowly? Yeah, maybe that's why you're supposed to fall on your sword. It's good for you. Oh, it's good. Um, it's good for the gut. It's <laughs> it's good for what ails
1: you, um, which is a st- stomach wound. Um, the golden sword. I thought a lot about this, um, in this movie. I, like, this might be the first movie where I actually debated while watching the movie who would get the golden sword. Mm. I'm gonna, <laughs> I like the actor who plays, there's this actor who plays the chef in, um, in, in the restaurant that he keeps yeah. showing up at and he has like this meat cleaver <laughs> and he really wanted to use that cleaver and yeah. the only time I saw him use it was on the um, can of spam. Yeah. So I thought about giving it to him but I I always feel like if I'm giving a sword to somebody who's already got a weapon that just feels too literal. Right. And so I'm giving the sword to just the conceit of this movie. Yeah. I think like to be able to pull this off as a concept a lot of elements needed to come together but even to conceive of this concept and to have a vision for making it work. I think it it took like, it took a, a a perfect
0: amount of creativity. So the, the conceit for this film gets a golden sword for me. Boom. Uh, mic drop, sword drop. My golden sword is going to the actress who played the assistant in this movie. I already said that she puts in a great performance, but she has to like be done up in a way where the movie says, ha ha, you're ugly, but she kind of owns it and it doesn't really, it's it's this weird thing. I'm like, no, she's not. She's attractive in her own way.
1: Yeah, and actually, if you look up pictures of her, um, she looks completely different. She's a stage actor uh, more so than a an, uh, uh, film and TV actor.
0: Yeah. Um, she looks very different in, in her real life. But it's a crazy thing for characters that have to not look like the beautiful Hollywood movie star look but like look the opposite basically mm-hmm. and be the butt of all these jokes um yeah it requires a lot of like whew, I'm sure you have to like really like take it on the chin a lot and yeah. I really appreciate what she there for yeah and mm-hmm. she did a fantastic performance and yeah yeah
1: yeah I job. She was very horny, too. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I'm like, yeah, you and Sean Aston. I, I feel like we yeah, they probably figure something out here.
1: They like, uh, she, she likes his squeezy man buttons. Mm-hmm. Who'd, uh, who wouldn't? Um, who wouldn't like those? But who also wouldn't like for you to give them a rom-com <sighs> There's
0: kind of, a little vibrato in there. I don't know who, who wouldn't. I sure would like <laughs> to give it. A rom com. I can't do it. I yeah, you could. I you could. Possibly. You won't because you don't want to show me up. I couldn't possibly. I appreciate it. Um, there's a lot of great things going on here. Yeah, it's a very good script. Some very good actors. Yep. I can't give it a best Adam Sandler. Right. I'm not allowed to do that. You You
1: can give this best Adam Sandler. Um, the reason why is because we might run into another Adam Sandler. So you're saying that this one is going to be better than what are the other Adam Sandler
0: rom-coms? Well, Wedding Singer could happen.
1: Yeah, Wedding. Sing- I, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, play
0: that yeah. that game. That might be better than this one. I can't remember. <sighs> I love Drew Barrymore in this too. Uh. Ooh. Uh, I'm just gonna go for it Best Actress Best Actress I'm sorry Best Actress Have you not already done that this year? I don't know I don't know but Robin Drew, says she's gonna try to catalog those. Get okay. on it, lady uh, But Drew Barrymore is wonderful Because I love her I care about her. well, Here come the fireworks, fireworks. <laughs> I care about her um, I feel for her uh, Yeah, I'm totally won over by her So Drew She Barrymore. makes me laugh She makes me cry I
1: love it well, I was going to give Drew Barrymore Best Actress, so let me <laughs> put a new one. You could give her Best Supporting Actress. No, well, you well, like the because she's a different person every day. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to give this. This is the second time I've given this award. Uh, I gave this to a, a movie in our first year too, I believe. I'm going to give this Best Pivot. Oh, because I really do think that you get a certain flavor of a movie at like the first 20 minutes or so of this film. And I really think there is a hard pivot that doesn't change the movie. I think it keeps a lot of those integral elements from the first 20 minutes, but I think it adds like a couple layers to this cake that just make it that much more delicious and probably healthy. Um, and it's rare that a movie can do that and it doesn't feel jarring. This this felt right. And so I'm giving this movie best pivot.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. the first 20 minutes are going... And it's like, yep, I'm in an Adam Sandler movie. It just feels standard, right? Yeah.
1: It feels like it's gonna be a boring movie because I've seen all of this before. Right, it's right. just
0: shtick, and there doesn't seem to be much of a story to tell yeah. in the first place. And it's
1: not like all the gags are bad. Like, like the the walrus puking is kind of funny, and like him jumping on the back of a, a jet ski, I'm like, that was pretty smooth. Yeah. But it's not
0: special enough for me to be like, I'm gonna come back and watch this again. But it pivots into something, I'm like, whoa, because like... When I bought, I bought the Blu-ray on a whim for like five bucks at some point in the past few years. And I'm like, eh, I'll get to this at some point. And it's like, oh no, I'm going to, I'm going to want to watch this again soon. Yeah. Like this yeah. is great. And had it been since like high school yeah. since you'd seen it? Wow. Yeah.
1: I've seen this like eight times or so. Yeah. I'm
0: like, really glad that I've rewatched it and re. now I can appreciate what's going on here. Yeah.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I really appreciate what's going on here. And speaking of appreciating... Oh,
0: oh, oh, wow. How did you even do that segue? (laughs) Speaking of segues, (laughs) tell me, who would you fall in love with?
1: Are there any circumstances in which uh, the two of you
0: might be more than just good friends? The truth of it is, I I've loved you from the first second I met you. But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even
1: at all. You have bewitched me, body and soul. And I love. I love. I love you. I know. It's gotta be Drew Barrymore. She Drew Barrymore. is sweet. And she she gets a little violent, I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. But even with the like you gotta think, is this person worth the amount of time and effort it would be? Cause you're you are changing how you live your life if you're going to fall in love with this person. Yeah. Right. And she, this movie convinces me that she's worth it. Yeah. She's a good painter. She's a free spirit. She like loves her family. She likes just watching a movie on a birthday. Like she's,
0: she's not very high maintenance at all. And I love the little waffle houses that she makes easy, easy pick for me. She totally wins me over. I, it's funny. There's so many Drew Barrymore movies that we've already done. We've done fifty. We've done 51st. Wow, we did. Uh there's so many Drew Barrymore's that we've done. We've done 51st. No, I uh, wait, hold on. Uh, there's so <laughs> Shut many. Shut up. <laughs> Riding in cars with boys is one of the other ones. Yeah. Um and uh, <laughs> never been kissed. Uh-huh. Um have we done any others yet? There's more to come. There's many more to come. Sure. Um like wedding singer. Uh, like music and lyrics. Um uh, like blended. Uh and like Drew Barrymore Drew Barrymore in the 90s was like this like sex symbol. Like she was like the she was in poison ivy and she was like on the cover of all these magazines and mm-hmm. um like i was like eh, i don't really see it because like movie like this i'm like she's everything she's like yeah. sexy but she's also the one you want to marry and spend the rest of your life with and she's funny you can talk to her she's all she's all of that in a bag yeah. of chips
1: she looks like she would like play sports with you yeah
0: she but she she
1: also isn't stupid yeah (laughs) like she's simple but in like the best next door kind of way
0: yeah and you gotta hand it to adam sandler he really knows how to cast people that work well with him yeah
1: yeah for sure like i i mean i think that that would break an adam sandler really quick if he like somebody if he cast somebody like um oh okay so remember when we watched four christmases yeah you had Vince Vaughn and Reese, uh, Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. I just, I think if you cast Reese Witherspoon opposite of Adam Sandler, it would not work.
0: No, but Jen Aniston, Drew Barrymore, he really knows what's like, where it's at.
1: Yeah, and I think it's a thin line too. I, I do not think there's a bunch of people that you can cast opposite his personality.
0: Yeah, yeah. which is why he keeps working with Jen Aniston and Drew Barrymore. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So um, that's fifty first dates. Um, we've got forty nine more to go. I don't even know what to (laughs) say. Next week. What are we watching next week, man? The other poll winner. Oh, yeah, that's right. We've already watched it. And numerical order reverse. We're doing 10 things I hate about you. No, no, no! We're doing Mystic Pizza, and then week. Ten Things I I, I uh, spoiled. Spoiler alert! We're doing spoiler alert. Yeah. We're doing Ten Things I Hate About You because we had to pick three. We had to do one more on top of what we were doing. But this is so. great
1: because other people are busy during the summer, so what we're giving them is that chance to get ahead. Get right, get caught up. So next week it'll be Mystic Pizza, then Ten Things I Hate About You. Um, maybe we can find some more movies that start with numbers.
0: I don't yeah, know. I think we're getting those all out of the way because we did five, five flights, flights up. <laughs> Um, so now, now all the numerical ones are done.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, yeah,
1: but I'm really excited for these next two. Like I, I can't wait to talk about Mystic Pizza cause it was your first time seeing it. Mm-hmm. And 10 things is just a classic. Ryan and I actually got to watch that one together the that other day. Nice. We sent the
0: wives to the zoo. How, how great is that? Actually,
1: they just offered to go to the zoo. <laughs> yeah. <but laughs> that was still. really nice of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Ryan,
0: I love you. And oh, hi there. Um, my name's Kelly. Oh, hi. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that we're actually been doing this podcast for the past, like, two years. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, I love you then. Because oh.
1: that sounds like a long-term... Hi, my name's Kelly. Oh, hi. <clears throat> and this is where we will say goodbye. Ryan and Kelly must be you adieu. Thank you for listening to our review. Right on subscribe, we'll even take a pride. See you next week on a gentleman's guide. To comes.
0: It's like um it's like a strip tease on Halloween, you're both scared and turned on. <laughs> <laughs>